The Appalachians are one of my favorite places on this entire planet. A mountain range that extends just about the entire east coast. From its highest point on Mount Mitchell to my favorite spot in the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's not much more serenity that you can find. But there are some downright strange and evil things that go on in the deep woods and the mountains. From wrong turn-like stories to downright strange creature encounters, enjoy these allegedly true and downright strange Appalachian horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Be sure to send in your story with the Appalachians or somewhere else at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, without further ado, let us jump right into these creepy and allegedly true Appalachian horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. When I was about seven or eight years old, I had a disturbing encounter with a creature or entity. I lived in the Appalachian mountain range of Pennsylvania. It was November when around daylight savings time occurred. I remember it was supposed to be a school day, but since the heavy snow came down, the buses could not drive out in the morning, so school was canceled for a snow day. I was excited to spend the rest of the day in the snow, playing and exploring. We had an acre of property, going quite far back into the woods. I walked deep into the forest to a small frozen pond past my property line. Suddenly, the woods went dead silent. No sounds of birds, no wildlife scurrying around, absolutely nothing. I remember thinking it was strange but kept walking to make it to the pond. I should have turned around right then and there and just went home, but I was just a naive little kid. After I reached the pond, Everything was still completely silent and the hairs on the back of my neck felt like they were rising. I started to get frightened, but I didn't know why. I felt like something terrible would happen to me if I didn't leave right then and there. So I decided, out of some random spark in my brain, to run back home. As I arrived at my backyard, I realized it was so late and the sun was setting. My mom came running outside asking where I was all day and never disappear like that again. Now. None of this made any sense to me, because I had only been out for about 20 minutes or so. I left my house in my snow gear at around 10am, right after the snow day call. It was almost 8pm, meaning I had been gone for 10 hours. I have had no idea how this happened and how I had been gone for that long. I only remember being out there for maybe a 15-20 to 20 minute period. I don't know if this has anything to do with any kind of cryptids, or any kind of weird supernatural elements. But I do know, it was very similar to the things I've heard on the Swamp Dweller YouTube channel in the past when it came to missing 411 videos. Has anyone else ever had this happen to them? Was it some sort of creature? I didn't see anything at all while out there. I didn't lose track of time, and I didn't fall and hit my head or anything. What do you think happened? Please let me know in the comments, and thank you Swamp Dweller for sharing this experience. I know it might not be super terrifying, but the details surrounding this experience will forever have me scratching my head. So my trucking route is from here, in Connecticut, down to Kentucky and Tennessee. It's a pretty good run. I get to see all the sights of the East Coast, but one area of the country gets wild. The area around the Appalachian Mountains. 
You guys probably know that one of the country's poorest areas got screwed over as the coal mining jobs dwindled and the local economy went down the crapper. I feel for those people down there. Seeing how entrenched in poverty some families are is truly heartbreaking. So I was rolling through an area of the state that I hadn't previously been through. Thanks to my usual section of the highway being blocked off by some traffic accident that had unfortunately left a few people dead. I was having some trouble navigating the roads after my phone ran out of battery, and wouldn't you know it, the plug charger decided to give out too. Worst timing ever. But I was an experienced truck driver and wasn't driving an 18-wheeler on that run, so I was free to take some more of the minor roads to find my way around. But even though I considered myself pretty good on the streets, there was a point when I found myself hopelessly lost, and I started to worry that I wouldn't make my shipping delivery deadline. That would mean disciplinary proceedings and I could not afford those. So anyway, I happened to see this guy wandering down the side of the road. So I slow my truck down, wind down the window, and ask him for directions. The guy seems friendly enough and is willing to take a few minutes to give me all the information I need to make it back onto the main highway that are headed south. But then I started asking him if there was anywhere nearby that I could get some lunch. As it was getting towards about one in the afternoon, and I'd only managed to get myself a meager breakfast. The guy seems to think for a minute, scratching his head, taking an unusually long time to think of an answer to this question that usually would only take a few seconds to answer. It's rare to be anywhere in West Virginia where there isn't a Cracker Barrel within a few miles, so why he didn't just point me in the direction of one of those was beyond me. When I pressed him, he told me he knew of an old family-run place that did the best chicken fried steak in the entire county, maybe even the state suddenly all was forgiven. Now I might be a northerner, but I'll be damned if I turn down a good chicken fried steak. All that was taking so long was for him to try and remember the best way there that wouldn't take me down some run-down old dirt road, one which might get my truck stuck on it, which would have left me screwed. So after a minute, he gave me a detailed direction toward an old strip mall. He told me it was mostly abandoned, but the restaurant was still there along with a few other smaller businesses, and not to pay any mind that the place seemed quiet during lunch, as it did most of its business in the early morning to late evening. I was happy enough, thanked the guy, then set off following the directions he had given me. So it took me a little while to find the old strip mall the guy was talking about. It was a little frustrating to drive past a couple of chain restaurants and whatnot given that I was so hungry. But goddamn, if I wasn't craving some of that country style, chicken fried steak, and if it was really a family-run place, then all the better. The chain restaurant stuff doesn't cut it compared to the authentic, home-style cooking. But eventually, I found this rundown old strip mall the guy seemed to be talking about, and it was a wonder that this place was in such a state of disrepair. It was way off any highway. There were absolutely no signs, anywhere. Literally nothing to let you know it was there. But even worse, I saw no indication that any kind of restaurant was open in any of the units. I wasn't about to give up so easily though, as I saw one place with a big old sign saying something like, Mama J's Country Kitchen, or some weird variation. So my hopes were restored. That's when I see a guy open the door of the place, stepping out into the afternoon heat and staring over at my truck. I gave him away from the driver's side, overjoyed that I was finally about to get some decent food on what had been a long, a lonely drive down from Connecticut. I figured he hadn't seen me do it, that or the sun was obscuring his vision or something, because he just continued to stare back at me. 
I get out of my truck, lock the doors, and walk to the restaurant. I called out to the guy halfway across the parking lot asking if they were open for business. Again, the guy doesn't react. He keeps staring at me in a distinctly unwelcoming way that I notice. Something in my gut just told me to stop walking. I had this creeping feeling all over my body like something was telling me that something was wrong with this whole setup. And no sooner had I started feeling distinctly vulnerable, the guy reached behind his back, pulling something out of his back pocket, and put it on his head. At first I thought it was a woolly hat, but then he pulled it down, and I realized it was a balaclava. Then I noticed something else in his hand, a small revolver. I turn and start running back to the truck, and as I do, I see a few other guys emerging from the derelict units, each running towards my car and trying to cut me off. Each had a weapon in their hand, be it a knife or an iron bar, and seeing those just made me run even faster. Thank God I had gotten that feeling when I did, otherwise they would have made it to the truck before I did. I threw the door open, jumped inside, and locked the cab behind me, trembling as I was rummaging from my pocket, trying to get my keys. The bandits surrounded the cab of my truck, hitting the chassis with their weapons and demanding I get out. The guy with the gun aimed it right at my face through the windshield, screaming for me to get the hell out of the truck. I had no choice but to do what I did. I gunned the engine and plowed the whole bunch of them, knocking down those who didn't jump out of the way of mine. I leaned down in my seat as I gripped the wheel out of pure instinct, and again, I thank God I did. Because when I did that, and I hit the guy with the gun, he let loose a single shot that shattered the windshield and struck the seat just above my head. I circled the parking lot expecting the following image to come at any moment, but only the bandits that had gotten out of my way of my initial truck charge were chasing me. Two or three were lying on the concrete, rolling around in pain while the others held onto their limbs. I think it's about the only thing that saved me, having the presence of mind to ram them instead of trying to reverse out of there. If that had been my choice, I might not be around to tell you this story. I got out of that parking lot, speeding off blindly in the first direction I could until I found somewhere to park up and call the cops safely. The sheriff's deputy I spoke to told me to swing on by the department when I was able to, so I could give a statement, and I did exactly that. But not until I'd managed to get some lunch, as not even the terror of almost getting hijacked and getting killed would dull my appetite. I guess that makes me sound goddamn fat, but you guys need to appreciate just how hungry I was. Down at the department, however, I learned that I was not the first truck driver to have this issue. I was not the first one at all, actually, to run into these bandits. How I'd been just unlucky enough to ask directions from one of their kinfolk, who had directed me to a rundown strip mall just before calling his buddies to let them know I'd be there, at least, that's the only conclusion we came to once I described the guy I had asked directions from. The deputy seemed to nod knowingly when I related this guy's physical description. I'm warning you guys to be very careful when you're out on the roads. And although it seems like a tired old cautionary tale from your Facebook posting aunt, be careful when you talk to strangers. There's no way of knowing who they actually are. I've never had paranormal experiences, but I cannot explain this. I'm in college currently, and seven other people from my school and I went backpacking. We had two experienced leaders at the time. We drove to Zaleski State Park in the Appalachian region of Ohio. It was early April this year, and it was cold and everything was still dead from winter. After hiking miles into the forest, 
We set up camp at a backpacking campsite, and there were a couple of other groups of people there. As a few were friendly older couples, and then two college-age girls, everyone was pretty spread out. We set up camp further away from everyone else. I have always been able to sense the energy of places, and at this point this place didn't feel very great. It was almost spooky. Each of us had individual one-person tents, and we formed a cluster on this site, with my tent in the back so no one would be behind me. Our group was next to the forest because this backpacking site was like a big cleared-off square in the middle of the trees. Fast forward, I'm dead asleep and it's sometime around 2am. I wake up to leaves crunching behind my tent. I hear footsteps walking in circles around my tent. They had a sort of heaviness to them that couldn't be a deer or a dog. Also, it sounded like it was on two legs and not four. I cannot make this up. This creature, or whatever it was, was circling my tent for long periods, slowly creeping up to the sides of my tent and then just stopping. And then it would move on to walking around the rest of our tent cluster. I could hear a human-like breathing from the mouth when it was close to my tent, like a light sort of heaving. I was shaking, too scared to unzip my tent and investigate. I kid you not, this seemingly went on for hours, and in my experience it seemed like I was the only one who was awake. Out of nowhere, I see an illuminated light shape from my tent, although I couldn't tell you what it was from inside my tent because it was all zipped up. It was like a warm glow, and it didn't move like a flashlight. I was paralyzed in absolute fear. I couldn't believe this was an animal. At some point, I fell asleep due to sheer exhaustion, but I could hear the heavy footsteps circling until I did. In the morning, I questioned my fellow campers about it and my leader admitted she heard the footsteps and noises as well. Realizing it was bizarre, and she would have investigated had she not been so dizzy, one of the boys in the group said they also noticed the light that came on but thought it was someone else. Not a single person in this group went to go to the bathroom at night or turned on any sort of light. I've heard about the Appalachian regions being creepy and bizarre, and now I truly believe it. Some people online have leaned towards Bigfoot because apparently he is associated with light orbs. I've never seen a Bigfoot, and I've never really been a Bigfoot believer, but I'm telling you, this didn't feel like it was just any animal like a bear. First and foremost, I'm a non-believer. I've never had any encounters with anything supernatural or otherwise not normal. I want to keep this short. Last night, I woke up to my dogs barking. As usual, I let them outside to do their thing. For context, I live in North Carolina in the Appalachian Mountain Range. When I open my bedroom door, I step out into the hallway and immediately slip onto the floor. One of my dogs has been crapping themselves everywhere, running around the house barking and raising hell. I get up and get to the door to let them out and turn back toward the closet to get some cleaning supplies. I clean it up and everything is sorted and put it back into the closet. I then let my dogs back into the house. At this point, nothing too strange has happened, so I open the door to let the dogs in and two come in immediately. Charlie, the dog who had had the accident, stays out near the perimeter of the electric fence, barking into the dark. I close the door and go into the bathroom to clean myself up. I take off my clothes, shower, and then took the clothes that were old and dirty and set them right outside by the back door. When I do this, my third dog comes back inside quickly. 
Still at this point, nothing is wrong or out of order. I take a towel to a few spots around the house to get all the fecal matter. I decide to throw out the towel along with my pajamas, so I take the towel and clothes and head toward the bins at the back door. I grab the stuff I'm throwing out in a small basket and head towards the trash bin. Yes, this is where it gets weird. As I walk, I notice it's pitch black outside, and no light from inside is shining out since I had been asleep. As soon as I consider how dark it is, I hear whistling. As soon as I hear the whistle, I hear Charlie inside the house barking and losing his mind. I stop to think what it is. A bird maybe? But it's not. The whistle goes up and down in pitch with fluidity and stops at certain angles. There is no rhyme or pattern to it. I stopped walking as soon as I heard the whistle. As I said before, I don't believe in monsters or demons or anything like that. I do think there are undoubtedly sick human beings though. I listen for another five seconds, maybe before dropping the basket and briskly walking back inside, locking the door for good measure. That night I slept with my shotgun in my bed and all of my dogs close. I still to this day have no idea what made those whistling noises and what was causing my dogs to freak out, as on any normal night they would never act this way and feel like they run this whole area. If anybody has any ideas in the comments down below, please let me know. As far as I know, there's something or someone strange in the Appalachian woods. First, I will say I'm not a believer or a skeptic. I don't know how to describe myself, honestly. I try to find scientific explanation. I try to find scientific explanations for things while considering that it could very well just be something crazy. This time, I can't call it anything but nuts. I'm an avid hiker and hunter. No, this is not a skinwalker story. I like to go into the woods for days at a time and camp, hunt, and fish. I do this quite often in the Appalachian area. I went into a forest, off the beaten path in the Daniel Boone National Park, as per my usual MO, and searched for a nice place near a creek with plenty of room to set up camp. I had my survival gear, rifle, and camping supplies. My buddy was with me, but he wasn't around when I ran into whatever this thing is. About three days in, we were sick of fish, so I went to grab some squirrels seeing as how they were plentiful and the only thing in season. I'm not going to BS you. Squirrel hunting with a big ass gun is not really a thing. All I had that would work was a 22 and a knife. I got about 30 minutes from camp, so I was well out of sight and earshot from my friend. I get to a nice wooded area and stop on a stump. The first sign something was up is that there were no sounds around me. No squirrels, no birds, nothing. The second saw the second sign was the sky darkening. A big storm blew in out of nowhere, very quickly. If you live in Kentucky, you know the one. The big lightning storm from a week or two back. This was my cue to F off. I started the trek to camp. I was making good time when I saw whatever it was. It was crawling low to the ground about a hundred yards ahead of me. My first thought was a bear, but then it stood up. Not in all fours or two legs, it had six limbs, two arms, and four legs. Then it hauled ass until it was out of view. Pretty freaky considering it was in the middle of the day during a storm. There's a distinct chance I saw things off and I was maybe just hallucinating, but I'm not so sure. 
I told my friend about it and he got uneasy and suggested we leave. He's a bona fide Appalachian man, so bet your ass as soon as the storm cleared, we cleaned up camp and left out of there as quickly as we could. I don't know what this was. Maybe some sort of Bigfoot? Maybe some sort of hybrid creature? I couldn't even begin to tell you. But there's something in the Appalachians that's unnatural. I enjoy all the stories you share on the show, and I appreciate the effort you guys put into sharing them. Bringing your experiences to light is very helpful for other people, so I thought I might as well ride into the show and share mine. Though it seems a bit silly on the surface compared to other stories, but here goes. I live in the Appalachian Mountains region of the United States. Being in these ancient mountains has always inspired a sense of awe, and I don't think I have ever wanted to grow up anywhere else. And being a descendant of the Cherokee people, it has always felt right to be here, you know? My brothers and I always had a lot of land to explore and run on as children. I always tell people that I grew up in the woods. It felt important to share that little background information because what I saw when I was younger might be rooted in local folklore. But anyway, on to the story. When I was younger, I was never afraid to roam the hills, back in the woods, day or night. It was just a part of me. And one evening, my family had a get-together with friends and family. We had a small fire and roasted hot dogs and s'mores. All the campfire goodies, you know? Well, afterward, once the fire was put out, my father asked me to take the remaining wood and sticks, etc. that wasn't used for fuel to the fire and throw them back in the brush at the end of our backyard, away from the back of the field. He didn't want to run them over when he was mowing the lawn. So I picked them all up and headed back toward the end of the field, and by the time I got there, it was twilight. Beautiful red-orange sky, a nice glow all around. I remember this because of just how eerie it seemed. As I threw the sticks into the brush, I turned around and not 50 feet away from me was a deep, royal blue pig. I was shocked and didn't even move. The entire scene was just marvelous and scary at the same time. I didn't move, having pigs myself, I know this one was larger than any pig I've ever had. This continued for a few minutes, but realistically we stared at each other for a good five minutes before he calmly turned and walked majestically into the forest. Now I know what you're saying, how is this scary? Well if you know anything about wild boars, especially all across the south, they are a very big problem and are incredibly aggressive. The fact that this thing didn't charge me right away or attack me is a miracle in itself. I never saw this thing again after that. But anyway, I just felt like sharing this with you all. I've told some other people throughout the years, but nobody really believes me. They just think that it was a neat story. But it was 100% true and something I'll never forget. The size of this beast was purely unnatural. And the color it was, was so interesting. I've never seen anything remotely match that color in the natural world. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true horror stories from the Appalachian mountain range. Now I don't know about you guys, but the Appalachian area is such a place full of beauty, serenity, and absolute downright spine chilling mystery. It's a place where you can relax and a place where you can meet your nightmares. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the channel. 
If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, please be sure to give this a five-star rating over there as it helps us grow on those platforms. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video as I upload them nearly every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help truly keep this show going on a daily basis. I'm always looking for fresh, new scary experiences to share with the people of the swamp. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but would like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you guys. Be sure to come check me out over on Twitch. I stream over there multiple times a week. If you're a fan of horror games and other things like that, I think you'll enjoy it over there. Be sure to find the link in the description. Don't forget to join me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with me. I'll see you guys soon with another creepy episode. <laughs>